You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we listen to President-designate of COP28, His Excellency Dr. Sultan Al-Jaber, Minister of Industry and Advanced Technology of the United Arab Emirates and Special Envoy for Climate Change, speak on the mission of the Global Climate Conference, COP28. This event originally took place at the 2023 Arctic Circle Assembly. The speech is followed by a Q&A with the audience, moderated by Oliver Ragnar Grimsson, Chairman of Arctic Circle and former President of Iceland. Thank you, thank you, my dear friend. Thank you, uh, Oliver, for your kind introduction. And uh, yes, you're right. I only arrived back from China uh, three and a half hours ago, and I'm uh, happy uh, to join you and join uh, many of my friends uh, in this very important uh, gathering. Uh, Prime Minister. Uh, Excellencies, ladies and gentlemen, colleagues and friends, uh, allow me first to take advantage of this uh, opportunity to thank my dear friend, Oliver Grimson, uh, the founder and the chairman of the Arctic Circle, uh, for all uh, you have done, for all your hard work, for leading uh, the Arctic Circle through a decade of real progress and achievements. And I must also mention your constant support, your guidance and advice have been invaluable to me personally uh, and to the UAE's journey towards economic and energy diversification, as well as our efforts in sustainability and ensuring uh, sustainable economic development. Uh, Sir, when you asked me to address the Arctic Circle Assembly, of course, it was a no-brainer. Uh, and I promise you, I tried everything I can to make it there on time uh, and to be there in person. But unfortunately, uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, I just wasn't able to make it uh, on time. And with 41 days to COP28, I thought to myself, it is extremely important. In fact, it is critical that I get this opportunity to address this very important assembly. So, sir, thank you very much for giving me this platform and for allowing me uh, to do this virtually. For the last 10 years, this forum, the Arctic Circle, has been leading the conversation around the impact of climate on fragile Arctic ecosystems. This group has alerted the world to the fact that the Arctic is warming four times faster than the rest of the planet, that the Greenland ice sheet is losing 280 billion tons of ice every year, and that sea levels are rising at a dangerous rate. If only one quarter of the Greenland ice sheet melts, it could lead to a two-meter rise in sea levels. This would be devastating, not just for the Arctic region, but for coastal cities and communities, lives and livelihoods around the world. In a very real sense, the Arctic is the front line of climate change. <clears throat> 
and has been at the forefront of pushing for real action. As the recent IPCC report on the global stock take has confirmed, we have a short window to make a massive course correction. The world must accept to cut 22 gigatons of greenhouse gas emissions in only the next seven years to keep 1.5 within reach. This is a massive task that will require nothing short of a global action, but action that must be conducted in full unity. And this is, in fact, the goal of COP28, to bring together all people, everyone from everywhere, all companies from every sector, and all nations from every region in a unified effort to tackle this critical challenge that affects us all. Excellencies, colleagues, ladies and gentlemen, over the last few months, in fact, over the last 11 months, I have been engaging on a fact-finding mission. And I've listened to and engaged with many people from all walks of life and every corner of the world. And this particular engagement has informed my view that we need a practical plan of action to transform the goals of Paris into a realistic roadmap that the whole world can follow and deliver real and tangible results. COP28's plan of action is centered on four key pillars, energy, finance, people, and inclusivity. The first pillar is a fast, fair, well-managed, equitable, and responsible energy transition that leaves no one behind. And I promise you, we are making real and good progress. 85% of the world's economies have endorsed our goal of tripling renewable energy and doubling energy efficiency by 2030. Over 20 oil and gas companies, IOCs and NOCs representing all continents have agreed to eliminate methane emissions by 2030 and align around net zero by 2050. And we are actively engaging with heavy emitting sectors to accelerate their transition timelines and decarbonize the energies they use today. At the same time, we are asking governments to develop policies to incentivize, commercialize, and scale new and emerging technologies like hydrogen and carbon capture. And here, and on this specific note, allow me to note the leadership of Iceland in pioneering geothermal energy to build the world's largest direct air capture facility in the world. Ensuring an equitable energy transition will require a massive scale-up 
in climate finance. And I must say here, old promises must be kept from the $100 billion pledge to replenishing the Green Climate Fund. Donors must fulfill new commitments, including doubling adaptation finance and operationalizing the loss and damage. In a way, what was promised in Sharm el-Sheikh must be delivered in Dubai. And multilateral development banks and IFIs must revisit their charters and their mandates. They must make climate finance more available, more accessible, and more affordable. And they must work on programs and mechanisms and provide all the necessary tools to lower risk for private capital. Excellencies, at the heart of our efforts on climate action is our collective goal of protecting people, lives, and livelihoods. That is why we have put health, food, and nature at the forefront of the COP28 agenda. Earlier this week, in partnership with the World Health Organization, we launched the COP28 Health Declaration, recognizing the connection between climate impacts and health for the first time ever. We are also urging all countries to sign up to the, to, to sign up to the COP28 Declaration on food, agriculture, and climate focused on how we can feed a growing population with, with, without overheating our planet. And I am sure my colleague, Her Excellency Mariam Al-Muheri, the Minister of Environment and Climate, can elaborate more on this very important and, and critical de declaration. COP28 will recognize that nature can be the biggest ally we have in the fight against climate change. And here we have much to learn from the indigenous peoples of the Arctic region that have long served as custodians of nature. And we look forward to showcasing your experience, your strength and hope at COP28's Day for Indigenous Peoples. Colleagues and friends, underpinning our entire agenda at COP28 is full inclusivity. I am determined that COP28 will welcome all voices representing all points of view from every region of the world, from the Arctic to Asia, from Africa to the Americas. This COP must deliver for everyone and it must deliver everywhere. I want COP28 to be a platform that rises above divisions and reminds the world that real progress is only possible through cooperation and partnership. This is how we can make COP28 a COP for all, a COP of action, and a COP that keeps the North Star of 1.5 within our sights. I look forward to welcoming you all in Dubai, and I urge you all to come with a positive mindset focused on hope, optimism, unity, 
solidarity, and action. I thank you all. Thank you very much, uh, Sultan, my friend, uh, for this uh, extraordinary, comprehensive uh, presentation. Somebody told me you would speak for five minutes, but uh, thank you very much for this. And we might have a, f a time for a few questions from the audience, so, but you have to be quick if you want to have this opportunity to put questions. So, yes, there. Yes. Introduce yourself. I am Professor Hanawa from the University of Lugano in Switzerland. Um, I'm in communication sciences and my heart beating for this topic lies in the word of unity and cooperation that you just mentioned. Now this is probably one of the biggest challenges for politics uh, due to the issues we, that have been discussed. Um, I visited uh, the United Arabic Emirates and... Um, Can you please return to some just yes, your question? Yes. Please. Your recipe to, to finding cooperation and unity through communications, please. Let me take one or two more questions here from the audience. There's one at the back there. Yes. Stand up, please. Be quick to bring the microphone there. Hello. Hello. Uh, my name is Mark Ruskell. I'm a member okay, of the Okay, take that first and then this one, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, my name is Mark Ruskell. I'm a member of the Scottish Parliament. I wanted to ask you, do you think that petrostates should set an end date for oil and gas? And should that be done unilaterally or multilaterally? And then take the final question there. Tough one to follow. My name is Holly Parker. I'm with Bowdoin College in the US. And my question is, what lessons have you learned from previous COPs and some of their successes, but also failures, and how do you want to apply them to this COP? Sultan. Let me try to, uh, to answer uh, all these good questions uh, very briefly and quickly. Uh, our recipe uh, for unity and uh, uh, success, for those who have been to the UAE, the UAE is only 53 years old. And if you look around, if it, if it wasn't for our unique capability of building bridges and mastering the art of partnership, and ensuring that collaboration and cooperation is an integral part of how we conduct business, I don't think that this country would have become what it is today in such a short period of time. So that is the model that we are trying to replicate and scale up to cater for a climate action agenda that is centered around cooperation, collaboration, unity, solidarity, and uh, ensuring that we define a mindset that is centered around hope, optimism, action, solutions, and results, and to stay away and leave behind all this polarization and divide. And that is the open invitation I have extended to the world. I said the UAE is very open for those who are real, who are genuine, who are keen in helping address the global climate challenge. Please come, come with a mindset, with hope, and with solutions, and help us deliver against the ambition that we have put forth for COP28. In regards to the question about, uh, the third question was, uh, I'm sorry, 
Can you can you just remind me, uh, Oliver, about the question? The previous cops, what you learned from the previous yes, cops? Yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, for those uh, who don't know, I have been, uh, I have participated in twelve cops uh, in the past. Uh, I have had the pleasure of working very closely with His Excellency uh, uh, President uh, of COP in, in Copenhagen, uh, the Prime Minister. And I've worked very closely with many uh, uh, COP presidents in the past. I must say that every COP did have uh, a success story. Uh, each COP did have some incremental progress. We need to build on those success stories. We need to build on those incremental uh, progress and on those and that incremental progress that have been made in the previous COPs. Our objective here is a paradigm shift. What do I mean by that? I want to translate what Paris was successful in, which was simply uniting the world in an agreement. I want to unite the world once again and translating that agreement into a proper, comprehensive, holistic action plan centered around results and solutions. That is what we, what we aim to achieve. We want to build on the successes of previous COPs we want to come to COP28 with a mindset centered around action, results, and solutions while keeping in the back of our minds what really matters here. We need to ensure progress. And this progress must relate to people, to lives, and livelihoods. That's why we put food, health, and nature as an integral part of our strategy at COP28. Thank you very much, Sultan, for taking the time to be with us here by the courtesy of the modern technology. Let's uh, give him a very good. Thank you. Thank you, Olaf. Thank you for the opportunity.